What was your screen name? Can I guess? I ate two, but you can guess. Loves Britney Spears with a Z, 813. No way. No way. I wouldn't put that out there. Like, you know, like that's something you just you just do, but you don't like make a big show of it. All right, welcome back to another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. What we do for you on a week-to-week basis is recommend a movie for you. Not just any movie, but a movie night movie. So we will watch several films and we'll pick one that we think is worth your movie night because honestly, who has the time to do that? I guess us. And Chad, I don't know if you noticed, but... Uh, I'm trying to give the listeners some sound effects from McDonald's. Indeed, because we're doing... What movie are we doing tonight? We're doing The Founder. And that's about what? McDonald's French fries. You're chowing down on fries right now. So we, we thought it'd be fun to uh, to order some McDonald's and eat it as we record. So, AKA, hey, just an excuse to order McDonald's and act like it's purposeful. Thing is, I've been eating, I've been eating pretty healthy the last few days anyway. Yeah. Uh, last couple of weeks, to, How be, many to days? be honest. To be okay. honest, okay. 17 days. Okay. I, I was going to say, so like two days. Granted, we went out and got wings last night, but for the most part, I'm eating pretty healthy, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy to be eating this Big Mac right now, mm-hmm. although I know I'm going to feel sick in about 20 minutes, for sure. Midway through this episode, you'll hear, I'll get sick. All of a sudden, you're going to be groaning over there? Yeah, you'll have to finish this one. So, Chet, <clears throat> we're saving people 115 hours every year by not having to search for movies to watch. If I was to give you 115 hours, what would you do with it? You know, I... I th- I've been thinking about this. It's been a while since I've answered this question. I feel like we've had guests answer. You've answered a couple in a row. What I would do with an extra 115 hours is I think that I would visit more farmer's markets. Those things are the best. Because I feel like you walk around and you can get like free samples of like some bread or, you know, like cheese that some some local farmer is, is selling or baker. And, and then also, I feel like I always walk away with, with free stuff. Not just samples, but like, like one time I just got talking to these two guys and they, they go over to, I think like Ethiopia and get coffee and then bring it over here and, and sell it. And I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. And he just tossed me a bag of it. It's like a $15 bag of coffee. He just tossed it to me. It was amazing. Now, would you say then you're a farmer's market pariah? Like, have you ever spent money at a farmer's market? Because I a feel dime. like that's not how it's supposed to work. Not a dime. I think that, I think that. People at farmers markets are excited to talk about their brand, mm-hmm. but I think that deep down they hate people like me, who just go just for the fun of going and don't actually contribute. Like you don't even plan because that's like usually sometimes I bring cash, no money. They're like I'll, cash operations, and you just kind of already go with the built-in excuse of like, ah, sorry, don't carry cash. I'd sooner bury my wallet ahead of time than spend money at at one of these. That's not true. I guess I I would spend money. I just never have. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So you don't, you actually go actively looking to just get free stuff. Indeed. Speaking of free stuff. Yeah. Uh, this ties into us oh. having gotten McDonald's tonight. Chet, what a disaster. I'll tell you. So, it's not even like it's on purpose. I mean, it's great. Ties in really well with a nice little fun story before we start the founder. That's right. So we, we went to go get McDonald's in, in advance to recording and, uh, you know, so far so good, you know, driving through, you going through the drive through and we order and pull up to the window, get our food, and Rodney says, "Hey, we should we should also stop at Redbox. I want to get I want to get Logan." Uh, you know, so you, like like any movie podcast would do, we prioritize prioritize getting movies. So we we pick up Logan and as we're doing so, Rodney says, "Ah, oh, shoot. Like I left I left my my drink at at McDonald's." So I I, I want to say this really quick. 
uh, Craig, who we were talking with, uh, you know, on 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 Twitter today from the Take um, Two podcast. From the Take Two podcast, we are talking about Coke as a fountain drink, and I, you know, I'm not going to say I never get I. I will get fast food all one has to do is follow rodney on instagram yeah. to know he's uh i will get fast no, food he's not opposed to fast food but typically i'll get just the sandwich or if i go to talk about like i don't get the drink in the fry you know typically i don't um but after that conversation i was like you know what we're gonna get mcdonald's and i want fries and i want the drink because craig had just reiterated and actually gave me some in- interesting facts about how the fountain Coke at at McDonald's is different than any other Coke. I agree. And with I that. agree. Totally. It's, it's very good. So, so anyways, so we realize we don't have Rodney's drink. So we go back to the drive-thru, and as we're pulling over there, Rodney says, I think I also want more fries. I think wait, I want to order more fries. Wait. Part of the story is we ordered sandwiches. I ordered a number one, a Big Mac. Indeed. And with fries and a drink. Chet ordered... A pico de gallo chicken sandwich, which yeah. is a new sandwich from McDonald's grilled. To be fair, I did it for the pod because I was thinking like, I want, I don't want us to both be like, ah, oh, we got Big Macs. I wanted and to get something. And then as soon as we started pulling up, I thought, he says I don't, to me, I don't eat McDonald's, but once a year and I always like, I need to get a Big Mac. And he says to me, like, do you think I should change the order? Like, would that be bad? Like, I mean, it's probably fine. Like, I don't think the, the, the kid that's working here is really going to care all that much. He might be confused, but... But then he kind of cared. Uh, he was kind of confused, I feel like, and probably more like, wait, what? And when you did it, he's like, fine. Like, he does it. He changes your sandwich to a Big Mac. He gives us the Big Macs. We have now gone over and realized that he forgot the drink or I forgot to ask for the drink because of this embarrassing thing that Chet had done. So now we're back to us going back to get Rodney's drink. But I didn't, now that we've already had this conversation with him, I thought, like, it's going to be worse if we just pull up to the microphone and say, you forgot our drink, we're driving up. So I figured, I'm also really in the mood for more fries. So, Chet, order a large fry, and then we'll explain the drink situation when we get up there. So we pull up to the window, and, the, you know, the guy says, okay, that'll be whatever, $2. So Rodney gives him the card. And uh, he says, oh, also, uh, we're just here, and I left my drink here. You forgot, like, you guys forgot my drink. The guy says, what? <laughs> like, oh, no, we I was we were just here, like, a few minutes ago, and uh, and we didn't get the drink. So, he, like, the guy just doesn't say anything, walks away. He's very confused. For a like, couple minutes. Mouth agape, and I realize, like, this is an awful plan. Comes back to the window and says, do you guys, do you have a receipt? Like, that's weird. So I, I did have the receipt, of course, because it was amazing. literally a, yeah. a minute and a half ago. So I hand it to him. He takes the receipt, disappears again. Comes back with a new bag. And the second he hands it to me, I'm thinking, this bag is far too heavy for it being just the fries that we had just ordered. Like, it, it's, there's, there's more in this bag. Mm-hmm. What happened was this guy got so confused by what Rodney was saying that what all Rodney was trying to say is, I'm ordering fries. But also, from a previous order, you forgot my drink. This guy thinks that what we're saying is we forgot our entire order. Yeah. So he then gives a whole new meal, another Big Mac, another set of fries, another drink. And then as we're about to drive away, I realize, wait, we still haven't paid him for the large fries. Yeah, so Chet is holding. Chet's driving. I'm also talking from the passenger seat, which doesn't help – which doesn't help – Thing, make things less confusing and i see the bag and i'm just like hey chet you haven't paid for those fries because i assume the bag has the fries he's already handed over the drink 
and I'm trying to tell him, hey, we still need to pay you for the large fry. Like, you, thank you for the drink. And I assume this bag on Chat's, on Chat's lab, I'm chat. on, on Chat's lab is just large fry. He is like, wait, but you just, you're saying you didn't pay for it? Like, you just gave me a receipt. So then I said, but no, what actually happened was we ordered a meal before, didn't get the drink, came back to get the drink, but also ordered a fry. He's like, oh, that's your fry on the screen? Like, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's so confused by us at this point. He, he gets it. He starts to hand it. Rodney goes, "Sorry, sorry." I'm like Rodney, don't say. Just please stop he, talking. He takes the card, runs the card, also brings back another French fry. Yeah, <laughs> basically we made out like bandits. So we ended up with a free entire Big Mac meal, minus the drink, because I tried to make things easier by just ordering more fries. Would you call this a life hack? No, no, because it's no, not worth definitely it. Definitely not. Like, no one should emulate of, us. That kind of stress that we just caused him and us is not worth the the seven dollars. Not worth it. Absolutely not. All to have McDonald's so that we could record an episode about the founder. But not only do we tell you a movie for movie night, we'll also tell you a movie to avoid. And this week, that movie is Shimmer Lake, which we will get to. And also, Rodney, what is our topic? Um, our topic is. Uh, what is your go-to McDonald's order? Awesome. And we got some listener interaction for that, so we'll hit those up as well. well I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. I'm psyched. And here we go. Okay, so The Founder, it came out this year, and it stars Michael Keaton, Nick Offerman, a.k.a. Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation. And also Linda Cardinelli. She's more of a side character, but I always reference her because I love her. And where can you find this? This is a currently on Redbox, uh, but I also think that it's it's new enough that it's going to be more accessible. Am- yeah, yeah. It's an Amazon rental. It's probably available on demand as well. Um, so, but you know, it's not it's not a free one yet. Not yet. Uh, it is just shy of two hours, PG thirteen, and it's a biography drama history so that's that's the the genre that it is but what what it's ultimately about um is the story of how mcdonald's got up and running so it's really the story of ray crock so it's a you know based on a true story michael keaton plays ray crock uh i should say that this is directed by john lee hancock who also did the blind side and saving mr banks uh rodney why is this a movie night movie um i think it's great um because it's a really cool story for a really notable brand. I think everyone knows McDonald's and probably has uh, opinions of McDonald's. And I think it shows that story in a really great way. I think Mike, Michael Keaton has another great performance in, in this movie. Um, and I think it's just really interesting to learn of the story of the actual McDonald's brothers who started kind of a fast food revolution, if you will, um, to look at a lot of the values that they put into the food Um and then probably the costs that expansion and massive expansion have uh, when a great idea then gets in the hands of someone who is, you know, just completely focused on on growth and, and growing this idea. I don't think they they don't pull any punches in terms nope. of McDonald's as a so, uh, I mean, I'm assuming McDonald's had to give them approval to Certain do this. Permissions, right? And yeah. I don't think they make, they certainly don't make Ray Kroc look like a good guy. No, that's my question. What do you think about 
essentially rooting for, I guess, an anti-hero, right? And Michael Keaton, because he's not a good guy in this, really. Yeah. I mean, because it's not so much a story about McDonald's as much as it is a story about business maneuvers by yeah. by Ray Kroc. Yeah, to me, it feels a lot like, I, I feel like him as a character in this movie reminds me a lot of like John Hamm and Mad Men. It also uh, reminded me of, uh, of House of Cards. Yeah, another one, another yeah. good example. So it's interesting. I think it's just an interesting story of, you know, quote unquote, the American dream, if you will. Um, and also, I don't know, maybe the costs of the American dream at some level too, you know, where you sit there and you look at this guy and, you know, you, you know, granted it's McDonald's, you know, <laughs> you know, the ultimate success of McDonald's, um, where I think, you know, you sit there and look at it and go like, I wonder if, if people like this do something extremely well or successfully and then are actually satisfied or yeah. do they ever, you know, do they, are these people incapable of that satisfaction? And it seemed like he just isn't the type to really ever be satisfied. And I think that's part of the persona of someone who can drive that type of movement. Mm -hmm. And yeah, what's what I think makes it such a great movie night pick and why I think it is worth your time as a listener this week in particular is that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it gives that historical piece to it. So you're kind of taken back to the sixties and when all this began for him fifties, I think. And so that's always fun, but also it's just a really well told story. Like, I think there's a number of ways to tell this story. And I think they did it where you, I, it kept, it kept me intrigued the whole time. Not one point that I think it started to get slow. You just kind of see the build of him getting to this point where he, you know, trying to do the takeover and, and bring McDonald's to where it is today, where it initially began as sort of a mom and pop shop. Yeah, I think, yeah. And like you said, you, you mentioned business maneuvers. If you're, you know, a business oriented person or that, you know, like I went to school for, for marketing and entrepreneurship. I think to me, it's a, it's a great, it's a really well told business story as well. Like I think, you know, I think of movies like The Big Short who also take a complicated or potentially, you know, stale topic or, you know, topic, mathematical topic, if you will. Um, but make it really interesting and create really good characters um, as part of the movie. Uh, yeah, totally agree, man. What on a scale from one to 10 did you give it? Uh, so on a scale of one to 10, I gave it an eight. An eight? Okay, yeah. I think I gave it a seven because on IMDb, it's it's whole numbers, but it's definitely a high seven for me. It's just shy of an eight, but it, it's certainly worth people's time, certainly worth the movie night. Happy to do an episode on it. Yes. And Rodney, what was the uh, actual IMDb score? Um, the actual IMDb score right now is a 7.2. Okay. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. I think, you know, that, that again, I think when you're in the sevens, you're, you're, you're high. Um, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if people, I think if, if part of the reason people didn't all like unanimously agree it's an eight, I think it's also a difficult story to watch, you know, and some, I think it's hard to really root for Ray Kroc in this movie as he expands McDonald's. But, um, but that's, I guess, enough of what us fans think. Uh, I think, Chet, it's it's time, as always, to, to, to see what the professionals had to say. Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. Lose entirely. I like you a lot. Okay, so if you've been listening to this uh, to this podcast for some time, and, and we're really appreciative of all, that, all of you that, that have done that, uh, you know my particular distaste for the publication Slant Magazine. And Rodney has likened it to me being bitter towards maybe an ex-girlfriend yeah. to where I say I'm so over her but then keep bringing her up. 
Uh, Chet, you know what you're doing right now? You're bringing her up. Well, here's the deal. So this movie is like a historical perspective. I'll give a little historical perspective to Slant Magazine for our show. Yep. Uh, initially, we came up with the idea, let's do the best and worst review for every movie. And what we began to see was a trend where, I mean, felt like one out of every two, but I'm sure it was less than that. But a lot of the time, the worst review or the most harsh review of every movie we would do was from Slant Magazine, which is fine, except that oftentimes the things that they had to say, it's one thing if they just had a bad opinion of a movie and we, you know, it was respectable, we just disagree. Most of what Slant Magazine spews is nonsense. So we banned them at one point. I banned them. You banned them. I banned them. And you you bring them back. Because without fail, I, I literally, we were looking at the best and worst review. I said, Rodney, how much you want to bet the worst review is from Slant? And two seconds later, when I got down to it, it was literally from Slant Magazine. <laughs> at which point I did say to you, wait, do we not know? Like, is this like an onion publication that everything they do is just negative? You know, or like every, you know, like it's right. kind of a joke. But we looked it up. Slant Magazine is a legit non-negative publication they just happen to always write negative things when you say legit you mean they exist not that they're like you're not complimenting them yeah i think i'm saying just legit as in they are a thing they they they, like they aren't they aren't jokingly writing bad reviews of great movies right man you know what eventually we need we need to make it one of the goals of this podcast to get someone from slant magazine on and just and just ask them just why that'll be the one question yeah yeah. We'll, we'll have to but anyway we're going to skip past them and they're, they're spewing this week. The worst review besides Slant Magazine came from the New York Daily News. And it says, the details of how uh, the McDonald's, meaning the brothers, the details of how the McDonald's literally invented the fast food concept is fascinating. Uh, the period details feel right. All in all, the film's a slick, good-looking package, but it still feels empty. Where's the message? Where's the meaning? Where's the beef? <laughs> okay, clever. I mean, I guess it's not a, it's not to me a, a terrible review. I don't know why they felt the need to get so cutesy at the very end, but um, <laughs> where's the meaning? Uh, the what message, do you mean? Where's the I, meaning? I, I, it's I mean, a story. Uh, it's I a true story. It's a true story. I feel like the message is all around it. I guess it doesn't spell it out for you at the end. Like the moral of the story is. There are cutthroat people in the world, yeah, and there are people that get cut just, by those people. It's a story about business. Uh, yeah. A story um, about, you know, maneuvering and and distrust and what yeah. happens when someone has their sights set on something bigger. And yeah. It's just, it just, that's all I don't it know. is. I, I think the only, my only criticism well, with that beef? is like, okay, if you didn't like it that much, okay, that's fine. Or if you didn't, you found it hard to root for Ray Kroc, okay, I get it. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't say that the, the the complaint being the message isn't there because to me it's like, well, would you, you know, not to, not to play the English teacher, but like, well, what did you take out of it as yeah. the message? So the best review came from the Chicago sun times. Uh, and this is real simple. And I think it's great. It says it is some of Keaton's finest work. It's also the first great movie I've seen in 2017. Yeah. You know, cool. My thoughts on that are, are uh, you know, as the, Last year, we did uh, a Crash Course episode on Best Picture nominees leading up to the Oscars. And, you know, this year, now that we're, we started the new year, having already began the podcast, I'm, I'm trying to pay attention to what movies I think will then end up being nominated for different things. I could see not necessarily this being nominated for Best Picture, but I could see Michael Keaton being up for... Uh, for best actor or something. Did he did he win it for Birdman? Because I honestly think that this performance to me is better than his in Birdman. 
you know, I don't remember. I'm sure we could look it up as we're here, but uh, I know Birdman itself won Best Picture that year. Okay. Which a little bit, we saw it. I was very excited to see it. Yeah. Left the theater saying, like, it was pretty good. See, I liked it a lot, but I also don't think it deserved to win Best Picture. No, because I, I don't know. It's in one light of, those, of all the other movies yeah, that yeah. came out that year. No. Yeah. And um, on that note, what did the Rotten Tomato, what was the Rotten Tomato score? So the Rotten Tomato score was an 84%. Super so, high. Yeah. So in addition to those reviews, not as huge surprise, um, you know, high, high score from critics as well. Absolutely. All right. Time to the topic. Do you really love the lamp or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. What do you think Ron Burgundy would order at McDonald's? Scotch. The rib, the McRib. Yeah, he would order the McRib with scotch. <laughs> and get it. And uh, and the kid, the kid who we had today who is utterly confused by what we were trying to say to him would be so confused that Ron would watch him walk out the front of the door, go to a liquor store, get scotch, bring it back to him. So uh, our topic today is what is your go-to McDonald's order? There's something comforting about McDonald's. We've all been there. It's late night, maybe coming back from a concert or something or a late night movie, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Where are you going? You're going to McDonald's. Uh, Rodney, what's your go-to order as you stuff your mouth with more fries over there? <clears throat> My go-to order is uh, is a Big Mac. Yeah. I love I love the Big Mac. I completely it's a agree. sandwich. It's, it's the sauce, it's the extra bread, it's the two patties, it's the lettuce and the onions. It's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I I don't, like I said, I, I don't really eat McDonald's, but I definitely get a Big Mac once or twice a year. And can we just like hold, can we, st- anybody who's like, man, a Big Mac is so much food. No, it's not. The Big Mac is not that much food. What about when isn't didn't they just come out with like the small the, the Junior Mac and then the Big Mac? What's the no, what's the, the big Grand one called? Mac. The now Grand the, Mac. The Grand Mac. The Grand Mac on the other hand was a lot of food. I, I tried to do that. I am not the person. I am not the person because I think there are the people in the world that's like I ate I ate I ate fast food and I felt sick for a month. That's me. Well, we'll talk after. I'm not gonna. We won't delay. Mm, probably not. But um, probably not. <laughs> that's a good point. Um. But no, this one, I ate a Grand Mac, just a Grand Mac, no fries, no drink. And 30 minutes later, I think we did an interview. With I was going to say, I think I remember this. I think who? we were interviewing somebody that I, night. I'm trying to remember who it, it was. was. I think it might have been Hayden Zito from uh, The Edge of 17. I think No, it was later than that. I, Rob Burnett? Might have been Darren. Might have been Darren generally. I'm trying to remember who it was, but I remember at the very end saying, like, I really have to go to the bathroom now. Oh, it was, Darren, because you, as soon as we got done with the uh, episode, you sprinted to the bathroom, and I had to say goodbye to him, and you shouted from the bathroom, uh, bye, Darren. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I didn't want to be rude. So you you mentioned Craig earlier, Craig Enfield. He said that his go-to order is a two-cheeseburger meal with a large Coke because, in parentheses, nothing beats McD's Fountain Coke. Oh, and also, then he also gets a six-piece pe- six nugget to eat on the drive home. Craig gets all the committed. blame. Craig gets all the blame for what just happened to us, by the way. He said that he's researched it, and they have their own special Coke recipe. Yeah, no, I'm with, ta- I, with that, more was, sugar. that was why I told you when we were, once I realized that I was missing the drink, I told you I need the drink. There's something about the ice, too, I think. Uh, movie Rob, his, uh, his answer was he orders the Big America Las Vegas style. I'm not sure he knows what we actually asked, unless that's something that we don't know about and we have to go out and go get right now. Can you Google what that is as I continue to read these? 
the big America Las Vegas style. If movie Rob has a secret McDonald's, like I know everyone knows the quote unquote secret like menu at in and out or whatever, like that that exists, like, oh, you just, but and which to me, I'm always like, okay, why have a secret menu if it's not actually a secret? But if what I'm about to Google is a real thing, I will literally laugh my head There's off. There's nothing. The big Americana Las Vegas style. The big America. There's nothing surprising to me though about movie Rob being the one to know that. I think like if we ever start selling merchandise, one of our t-shirts we have to make has to feature movie Rob. Uh, anyway, so also uh, Justin uh, from Virginia from the Zang This podcast said the McRib. So the the Ron Burgundy order. The have McRib. you ever had it? Yeah, once and I immediately regretted it. I've never had it. I've never... It has a consistency of like wet paper towels. Uh, so did you find out if there's a Big America Las Vegas style? Uh... Okay, Las Vegas burger. Beefy patty, spicy sautéed sliced beef and onions with lettuce and cream cheese sauce. Cream cheese sauce? Does sound pretty good. How do they make it? Like, with cream cheese, I know, but what do they have... Do they always carry cream cheese at McDonald's? They don't sell, like, bagels. I think this is... I think this is specifically in Japan. Do we so, know if Movie Rob is in Japan? Oh, gosh. Movie Rob, are you in Japan? If he's in Japan and Down the Hall Podcast has reached has reached Japan, you you realize that it doesn't like actually travel like on a wire. Like we're not we're not walking it to Japan. I never once thought that for a second. There's a Grand Canyon burger, beef patty with steak filling, cooked egg, cheddar, mozzarella cheese, crispy onions, steak sauce. See, that sounds amazing. With soy and smoked flavors. We have another Big Mac, right? There's a third one. There is a third one, yeah. Well, for the, th- well, you, I don't trust it next to you. I think you're going to devour the whole thing. It's a little but, cold. I, I wanted to heat it. You want to heat it? What do you think? Do you think there's any change uh, to the Big Mac if it's if it's been he- reheated? You're saying like, does the chemistry change? Yeah, I mean, do you think it's going to like feel different emotionally? I think it might grow. Probably. You ever see the movie Good Burger into a the- Grand Mac? Have you ever seen the good the movie Good Burger where yes. they like put a little like drop of something on it and then mm-hmm. it becomes Mondo Burgers? Mondo Burger, yeah. I think that might happen. Remember the burgers I made on the grill? I last absolutely week? do. Holy cow, those were Jet Mondo made Burgers. Good burgers, like they were they were actually flavorful and good. Juicy. However, quarter a quarter of it was just raw meat. It was the most massive burgers that I've ever cooked, and it was not intended to be so. I they had regular size buns that, that just we looked put like, around them. Looked like top hats sitting on top of them. <laughs> it looked like, it looked like this. Yeah, I ate one and a half, and I that was even like a task. Yeah, one and a half, one and a half huge burgers like, is a task. Like, I don't think anyone's supposed to say like, like it's not normally eat two. <laughs> I feel like after doing that, I feel like my picture should be on the wall somewhere. Like it was like a food challenge. Yeah, here, in 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 our studio, we should have our pictures on the wall because we did the Mondo Burger food challenge. I like it. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. All right, so the movie we're avoiding this week is a Netflix original. So that's that's key. That's key to this segment. Yeah, right? it's key. Because I think so, yeah. I think so, because what we're doing, we're not just picking bad movies and beating up on them. What we're saying are is... We're saying that you as the listener are probably looking at the same lists that we are. Like you Google best movies on Netflix right now. 
or whatever, and you're going to see a lot of these movies pop up, especially Netflix originals. Yes. And we want to save you time. We're, we're here to save you 115 hours this year of wasted yeah. time. Part of that is is watching bad movies, and this is a time. great this is a great one, Chet. Again, it's you that that has seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great one because everything about it makes me still want to see it. I know I'm going to describe it. I'm almost hesitant to describe it because it's hard. I feel like it's hard to mess this movie up as badly as it is as it, as it was. So it's a movie that's kind of like told out of order, similar to um, like Pulp Fiction or yeah. Memento, mm-hmm. where it's kind of a story told in reverse. So maybe more like Memento. And it has uh, Rain Wilson, so Dwight from The Office, and then a bunch of kind of like smaller actors. Um, but it's a story of like, it's like a whodunit, but told in reverse. So it seems like nothing about that seems bad. But when you watch it, I, like I, I watched the whole thing. I finished it. It was so terrible. It was so freaking bad. It was like everything was the cheesiest. It was almost like, uh, well, since since Dwight or Rain Wilson's in it, if you're a fan of The Office, when they show the movies like Agent Michael Scarn, the movies that uh, that Michael makes, and the, the the acting is like over the top cheesy, that's pretty much what we're dealing with with uh, Shimmer Lake. And I'm trying to tell Rodney, dude, don't watch it, please, and he still wants to. I the, everything about how you described it, I was like, oh, that sounds really good, actually. But uh, okay, I'm gonna take your word for it. I did watch the trailer. And it's almost like it is trying to be a, almost like a satire or something. Like there's like, but I promise you, it's not. It's not you know? a satire. It's completely serious. Like it's trying to be a drama. Really? Yeah, I promise. There's no like, there's no sense to it at all that it's a satire. I'm just telling you that that the performances are like way cheesy. Okay. Shimmer Lake, great actors, great concept. A good actor. A singular great actors. Yeah, good point. A singular good, great actor from one in yeah. one role. Don't never is translated to anything else. But um, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Okay. So if you hear music right now, and if you're new to the show, we just want to let you know we're not signing off just yet. We're still going to get to our favorite scenes from The Founder, but because that can spoil something for someone sometime, we avoid that at all costs. Um, so this is just your warning that if you don't want a spoiler, you can jump off now. Uh, but in the meantime, we do want to remind you, we're doing a combined contest with a podcast 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 called Checked Out in Jersey. What's that all about? Uh, so it's it's about uh, people submit answers to questions that we're asking on each show. We're trying to encourage you to listen to, to both of our shows and, and participate in this uh, in this contest that we have going. Cost you nothing. You just got to submit an answer to down in Jersey contest at and gmail.com. And what you have a chance to win is that if you're local to the New Jersey area, you can go brewery hopping uh, with with Pete, Matt, uh, Chet, and myself. We're 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 gonna go brewery hopping and then join us in the tu- in the studio for a live episode that we're gonna do. Um, and if you're not in the area, there is a big box of magic. Uh, so kind of this this gift that's been you know was it's marketed by the same people who did um, cards against humanity cards against humanity yeah it's really cool and it, it kind of teaches it would teaches dads how to do uh magic tricks that they can use with their kids and um you know it's definitely a great gift for you if you're a dad or for the dad in your life absolutely so what that means is they're giving us a question to ask you or if you're tuning in from their show coming over to ours here's the time for the question it's from matt and I think it's it's right on right on point with our episode tonight, talking about a historical figure. The question is, if you could live as one historical figure, who would it be? Oh, I got mine. 
Ernest Hemingway. You, that have you ever looked into that guy's life? Yeah, that he dude was depressed all the time. Okay, true. It, but do I have to ha- do I have to have Does his Tom uh, Brady count temperament? as a historical figure? Not yet. Okay. Hemingway did a lot of things. He like traveled. The, he was like did like safaris. He boxed. He like fought a lion. I think. Yeah. No, I'm with you on all the cool things that he did, but I think he's just. So I, you're saying I also have the same temperament as as the right? person? I mean, don't you have to assume hmm. that you're living their life? I guess you're right. Yeah. I mean, I would choose Michelangelo just because of how impressive he was. Yeah, but I don't think he had like toothpaste. Yeah, but he probably didn't need it at the time. <laughs> okay. By the standards of that day, like he. Yeah, I guess you're right. You probably don't miss toothpaste if you've never used toothpaste. Yeah, you're probably right. So I, I think my 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 answer would probably be some athlete who who is no longer playing their sport. Yeah, I would. I, if I was going to pick an, an athlete, I'd pick Wilt Chamberlain because he's tall and he has a hundred point game. He's done something that I feel like that to me. I don't need to be debated so whether be... I was the best ever. I want to have the singular best performance ever. Okay. That no one can debate. Like no one's going to get in a heated debate about like me and my career. They're just going to remember me for like, remember that really cool thing that one guy did. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I've got a whole bunch of random answers. Oh, that's fine. How, who Wilt picks Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain and Michelangelo? I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. Oh, so what would, what would you say is your favorite scene from, from The Founder? You would think I'd be ready for this, but I feel like my favorite scene... What do you got, sports updates going on over there? Yeah, sorry about that. That's really unprofessional yeah. of me. Um, got the Red Sox score. Do you want it? Uh, I think that... I don't know. I... It's hard to pick any singular one. I think there's kind of classic lines. I've got one. But yeah. My favorite scene is the first time he, he goes to McDonald's. So he pulls up and he's we've seen him so far be a salesman. And he's kind of going to all these different drive throughs And he pulls up to McDonald's and he orders. And like 30 seconds later, his food comes out. And he says like, well, what's this? Welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? Yeah, give me a uh, hamburger and french fries and a Coca-Cola. That'd be 35 cents, please. Great. 15 cents is your change. Here you are. What's this? Your food. No, no, no. I just ordered. And now it's here. You sure? All right. Where are the, uh, you know, silverware, the plates, and everything? You just eat it straight out of the wrapper and then throw it all out. And so I just think that's that's the best that's the best scene right there where he's just like wow yeah that's where that's where it starts the journey for him right you you inspired me my first answer is awful compared to the fact that I, I forgot the scene where they all three of them work to make a more efficient kitchen and they draw draw it out on a like on a, a blacktop on a tennis court and they have people there standing so that they can I think mastering the fast food concept. Like that part is like inspiring to me. Like that's one of those scenes that I was like, oh wow, that's that's like that's greatness right there. And then growth is a separate is a separate animal altogether. Mm-hmm. Like how you go about, you know, the cut, you know, the cutthroat that it requires, the cutthroat that it requires, sure, uh, that <laughs> the throat requ- cutting, the throat cutting that it requires to make the immense growth that they saw happen. Yeah, um, is a different conversation that is also a fascinating one. But I think the execution and the creation of this concept that to this day works that to this day we, we can drive and go get 
a meal and sometimes a free meal, you know, and sometimes, yeah, which is, I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. By the way, Rodney, did you notice the, the name that they put on your, like they do the thing like that Coke does where they say like share a Coke with this person and I'll have like the name of the person or like a name. Yeah. The name they put on your, uh, your Coke there. Jokester. I like it. It's like they knew it. It's, it's like, like they knew you. I love that. Jokester. I love that. I bet you he didn't have the cup that said jokester. And when we came back and like confused him so much by asking for the drink, he, yeah. he probably picked one up that said like Bill. Yeah. He's like, this doesn't work. No. I've been saving jokester yeah. for this exact for this, moment. I've been saving jokester for this clown. Yep. Hey, clown, get out of here. Make me a balloon clown. <laughs> what, why are you yelling at me? Um, that's it. See you later. No. You can find us. It depends. Do you want to do you want to sign <laughs> off, or do you just want to be abrupt? Uh, I like both, but uh, I'll I'll say that you can um, you can comment more on on this episode. Find us, subscribe to us uh, on our website down the hall podcast. Tell us, tell us what your favorite McDonald's order is. Tell us what your favorite McDonald's is. You can find our links to to Twitter to Instagram. You can find us everywhere. Well, you know what? Tell us what your best drive-through story is. I feel like maybe that's yeah, that's maybe better. the best drive-through story. Does or it, has if anyone you've ever done those videos? The wraps, like, right? The McDonald's, like you wrap the story. I have no wrap, idea. What I'm that sorry, means. like when you wrap the order. Was that a you thing? ever seen it? McDonald's wrap? Oh man, never. You'll, I bet you'll memorize it by the end of the night. I'll show you. Wait, two onion sesame seed burgers with this? No, that's just a commercial. Thing? I'm saying people will go up and like order their meal by wrapping it. Wrap, wrapping their order. Are they? Are the people on the other end of that responsible for understanding what's happening? Like, can you imagine working for seven dollars an hour, and then all of a sudden you hear someone like wrapping a long order to you? I think it would be. I think being a glass half full kind of guy, I think it would bring bring like brightness to my day. Not if it was a bad day. You it like say it was what? extremely, especially if it was a bad. No, day. No, no, because if it was extremely busy, and then all of a sudden someone orders in this stupid way, you'd be like. Guy, I don't know what you said. Yeah, but but I'm sorry. But at one point, don't you just say like, you know what? All these people are fine. They're going to get their food. That was no, funny. And I needed that, that. No, because or else Ray Kroc's going to become. Ray Kroc is going to come Kroc to Brockton, is, Massachusetts. Ray Kroc is going to come scream at you. They have, they have clocks all the time. If that's the, the case, time. then I might intentionally wait. They they have clocks all the time that say how long it takes each person's order. And you don't happens, understand the fast food. Did you watch the founder? What happens if I don't? What what's the big? What's the threat hanging over my head that I can't enjoy a wrap from 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 the guy who is creatively put together this beat to then flow into the into the into the microphone? What's the challenge? The challenge is that you're gonna have to get this guy who does a whole rap, and then at the end say that thanks, thanks, that was cute. Can what do you want? Yeah, probably. I I would be too mesmerized by the fact that he's rapping. I wouldn't be able to remember what he said. No, but I but it's hilarious. I think you're too oh, uptight. No way. I think everyone would say <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I think if you go around and ask people what's the defining characteristic of Rodney, is it that he's too uptight? I think people would say. I don't think we're talking about the same person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think, or I don't know what uptight means. Yeah.